Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your freak flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter or Threads, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm not on TikTok. I tried it once and I got so many community guidelines. I think there's too many kids on TikTok. I can't just start up a TikTok with my content. But I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to follow me there at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on a podcast app, which most likely you are, or YouTube, make sure to subscribe or follow my show. If you love my show, give me a five-star review. If you're on YouTube, make sure to comment on the episodes. I love getting in convos about the episodes over there on YouTube. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. So if you have a naughty secret story that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or you could just have an interesting naughty story and you're not anonymous you could be on my show Uh, I change everyone's voices though so if you want to be anonymous that's how you stay anonymous if you want to be on the show go to my website strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show if you have a confession that you want to get off your back I do have a confessions hotline available to call the number 347-420-3579 Three four seven four two zero three five seven nine. You can call that number twenty four seven. I change all the voices over there, and all those anonymous confessions that I've been getting in are all posted on my Patreon. My Patreon's a great deal. Okay, it's only five dollars. It used to be five dollars, and you just got like pics of people and early ad-free episodes. But now you get anonymous pics of all of my guests, like hot pics, sexy pics of every girl that's been on my show. You could put a body to the episode. You also get all the episodes early and ad-free. Now you also get all of the anonymous confessions, and there's hundreds of them posted on there, as well as Q&As that I do. I answer lots of different questions. Anything you want to ask me, you could ask me. If you're a Patreon member, I do a Q&A sometimes, as well as access to my Discord. Now, my Discord is turning into a really fun forum for people. You get to share whatever you want over there. I invite every guest who calls into my show to go over to my Discord and post their X-rated stuff over there. Other people who are members post their X-rated stuff. You could post stuff yourself. I don't get involved with the Discord, but there's a thousand members or more on there now. So it's a fun place. You get all of that for only $5 a month. I haven't raised the price, but I probably am going to soon. So get in now because once you get in, even if I raise the price, it does not change. There are people in there that signed up a long time ago when I only charged $3 and they are grandfathered in on that and they will never be charged more. So if you want to get locked in at the $5 a month tier, sign up now. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, my caller today is going to go on Discord. He's already went on Discord. At the end when I told him to go on and post some pro dom stuff because he does see a pro dom now, he was like, oh, I already posted some videos on Discord. I'm like, oh, he's already there. He's going to repost some stuff on Discord. Uh, His name is Brent. He's got a really interesting story. It starts when he was like eight, when he realized he was bi. And then he had a really bad thing happen with his brother. We talk a little bit about that. Some crazy thing that happens, unfortunately, to a lot of people when they're young. It's kind of crazy, though. And then we get into like his naughty stuff. Like 
He was like 20 years old. One of his co-workers invited him to have a threesome. Okay. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? He explains what went down. And then he got married, divorced. And then after that, his first divorce, he started to get into swinging. And he started meeting couples. He got really into pegging. He met a guy who owned like a sex pad and a penthouse in an apartment building close by. And there were all kinds of things going on at that penthouse. There was a lot of male get-togethers. A lot of gangbangs. Like sometimes there would be a girl there and they all gangbanged her. Sometimes it would be an all guy experience. Like when he first emailed me, he's like, I've been in MMMs, <laughs> not MFF, MFMs and MMMs because this guy had just by guy scenarios. And he talks about all the parties that went down there. He's been gangbanged at one of those parties. He talks about that. Eventually during that time, he did meet. His wife that he's with now, after a while, after years of being married to her, sex went out the window, unfortunately, because she got older. She's a little older than him when he married her, and she went through menopause. And typical thing. She's not into sex anymore and hasn't had sex with him for many years, and he's still into it. She doesn't know that he's into guys, but she did know that he liked pegging, and he is a guy that would have been able to remain monogamous with her not see guys if she would just peg him but she's he's had not no sex for three years so what did he do he started seeing guys behind her back there was a bbc guy that he met online i mean he was bringing this guy home to his house and having sex with him <laughs> he's verse so he take he's the top and a bottom he'll do it anything he likes it all he started seeing that guy behind her back and then he started to see a pro dom recently and he talks all about that. I mean, he sees her for three hours at a time. We talk about prices. I always love prices for all those things and add-ons and all that stuff. He really got into being a submissive. He loves BDSM. He loves getting into subspace. He explains what that is all about. He talks about the time that she brought in a stunt cock. She ex he explains what that is, but he's been able to, he's had forced buy experiences with her. He's going, she's going to set up an experience with him and a trans woman soon. That's like next on his bucket list. And we talk about his sexless marriage and what he could do. I mean, this is a guy that has thought about leaving her, but he'd like to stay with his wife. If she would peg him every now and then, he believes he could remain faithful. He's only going behind her back because there's zero sex over there. So we do talk about what he could do to try and get her back in action. We talk about hormone replacement. We talk about he talks about how they've talked about going to therapy and how they need to and all that kind of good stuff. I think that part of this story is very relatable. A lot of the other stuff isn't relatable, but you'll dig it. OK, he's had some really crazy experiences. They're super hot. He gets into details. But then, like I said, the sexless marriage is something that I think a lot of guys in a certain age range can relate to. And we do talk about that towards the end. So anyway, it's a great episode he's posting stuff over on discord patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast the links and number phone number and everything is in the description i'm gonna be right back on with brent this is the strictly anonymous podcast uh hi hi brent welcome to the strictly anonymous podcast how are you today i'm great hello kathy how are you today i'm good you sound like you have a little salacious story brent 
Okay. You are, <laughs> I'm going to give the short story, then you're going to give me the long story. You're a closeted bottom verse bisexual male in a sexless marriage. You're doing all kinds of guy stuff behind your wife's back. Okay. You pay a pro dom. You're a sub. You're into BDSM, obviously. You've been to swingers clubs, private buy parties. You've had every kind of MFMM, I think you put in there, hookups and shit like i mean <laughs> and this is all a very secret life so like where do we begin why don't we begin when you said that like you knew ever since you were like eight years old that you were bi let's start there when i was about eight i found my dad's porno stash his magazines and they weren't just your normal penthouse playboy they were actually hardcore showed everything and it i kind of got interested in in the male genitalia and the female when I was eight, but I liked both of them. So I was, I don't know if I was confused. I just, I liked both of them. Well, you, cause it was hardcore. You saw actual people fucking. So it wasn't oh, yeah, just like yes. a playboy magazine where all you saw were naked girls. This had men and women and you found yourself visually attracted to both people. Yes. In the pictures. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's when you knew you were like sexually attracted to men too. Yeah. And then when I was 10, my brother who's older than me, he's three years older than me, he molested me. But I don't know if I really call it molesting me because I enjoyed it. (laughs) Well, that's not, listen, I mean, it is molesting. It doesn't matter if you enjoy it. Sometimes it's the physical act. You can't help that. It's just the physical part of it you're enjoying. But this isn't consensual. That doesn't mean anything. That happens a lot of the times. And that's actually what makes those kinds of situations so horrifying because you could get confused by that. Yeah. Well, and all we did was oral. He was trying Ugh. to penetrate me, and then I, my yeah, mom caught yeah, us. Yeah, I can't even. My mom oh, caught us. And... It's so sad. Listen to what you just said. Yeah. All he did was yeah. oral. I mean, it's a sad sentence that you say, but I think it's typical of victims sometimes. You don't see it as bad as it is. That's horrifying. Oral sex on your brother being forced. But I enjoyed it. So I don't care. How I, old were yeah. you? I was 10. Did you go up to him and hit him up? What do you mean hit him up as far as like did you say yeah were you did you say hey i'm horny let me blow you no he for he made you do it i mean come on yeah listen yeah i'm just gonna tell you i get why you have it filed in your head this way but if you heard this story with somebody else, you would feel different about it. But it's because of you and you had to protect yourself and you had to file it a certain way and you had to live with this person and deal with it at 10 years old. And so this is what you did with that story. You put it in a place that isn't as horrifying as it really was so you could fucking survive. But that's a horrifying thing to go through. Yeah. So go on. And then from there, I had the typical friends you messed around with a little bit and when i was between 10 and 13 you know, the other boys yeah well listen and this it, is what happens you start acting yeah. out because this was what happened to you a lot of times right. it's just like it's a vicious cycle right and now you as the victim now becomes the perpetrator Perpetrator. yeah yes you because yep. you're acting out because now you're fucking damaged goods because what you're brother did to you even though you quote unquote liked it it fucked you up do you know what i mean yeah 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 so then when i got 13 i had my first girlfriend 
and lost my virginity at 13. Mm -hmm. And the bisexual side of me was pretty much quiet for till I got to about 20 years old. I just was dating girls, going through high school, typical teenager mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And when I was 20, I had a coworker that approached me. He was 30. He approached me, wanted to know if I would have a threesome with him and his wife. Oh my goodness. How does that, but can I just ask you like, I, but I don't know. I think sometimes people smell things, right? There's a lot of subconscious things that are going on and signals that are going on, I think at all times. And that's how people like your coworker find people like you. Like, how does he know that he could approach you and you're going to be down with it? Do you know what I mean? Most people would be like, what the fuck? I don't know, but he did. I don't know. I guess he just got up the guts to do it and asked me. No, but I mean, you were like, there was, you were oozing that kind of energy because he's 30 years old. You're really young at that time. You're fucking right. 20. And he just comes out with that. How did he know you're the one person at your job that would be the taker? Because I think that stuff, there's undercurrents. There's an energy. We smell it on somebody else. He knows you're going to act out sexually and you have this part of you that would be okay with that at a very young age. Possibly. I'd say I don't know how he felt it or... Yeah, it he doesn't matter. It. I know. I like to yeah. analyze things. Yeah. I like that undercurrent stuff anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. So he comes straight up and is just like, hey, do you want to fuck me and my wife? No, just his wife. He didn't present himself as bi or anything like that. It was oh, okay. Just he wanted to have a threesome with his wife. Okay. So we went over and had a few beers and we start this threesome. Well, I'm on, I'm on top of her doing her missionary style and she's sucking on his cock. So he's like basically right in front of me and she's sucking on him and she's, I, my face is right there. And I told her, I says, I want some of that. And she pulled it out of her mouth and shared it with me. So he was by two. Yeah. So come to find out he was by two. We never did any anal or anything like that. It was all just oral at that time. Wow. How many times did you hook up with that couple? Well, we were going to hook up again but she called me out of the blue like a week later and wanted me to come over and not tell her husband. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, oh I'm not going to get in the middle of this. Yeah. I didn't want to. And then at the same time, I was dating a girl that moved in with me. So that kind of put the kibosh on that because I wasn't, didn't have any free time to get away to go do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And you didn't want to fuck over your coworker. I mean, because you are a cheater. Yeah, you did... cheat on your wife. But you, it's like bro yeah. code. You didn't want to fuck over that guy at work. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to go and not tell him that wasn't right. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. We are getting into the busiest time of the year, right? From now till December, things fly fucking by, okay? So who has time to cook? Well, with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, you don't have to cook, okay? You also don't have to go to the store. You don't have to buy a million different ingredients. You don't have to chop shit up, and then you don't have to clean up. All you got to do is choose your meals, and they're going to be delivered right to your door. They are ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess, and they are 
delicious. I promise you. I signed up for Factor. I chose the vegan option just to try it out because that's the way I roll. And I love the food. The Marcella mushroom with risotto was my personal fave. They have so many different options to choose from. Their meals are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You could pause, cancel, or change your plan at any time. So you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain because they have great food. So head to factormeals.com slash strictly anonymous 50 and use code strictly anonymous 50 to get 50% off. That's code strictly anonymous 50 at factormeals.com slash strictly anonymous 50 to get 50% off. Or just go to the description and click on the link. So then I had lived with the girl for a while and nothing crazy happened with that. It was all just normal vanilla sex. And then we split up and I met my first wife and she was wild, but she wasn't, I never told her that I wanted to be with a guy or I was looking for a guy or I was interested in you guys. But it talk came up during sex about inviting another guy over and having a threesome. But we never acted upon, acted out on that. It was just all talk. Okay. And but we, did you cheat on her at all? No, didn't cheat on her at all. Okay. How long were you married to her for? Um, we were together three years. We were married for about six months. Oh, why'd you divorce? <laughs> Let me just tell you, if I went to your wedding, I would have been like, give me my fucking present back. I can't stand people that get divorced six months after they get married. Why'd you take everyone on that ride? What happened six months it, later? It, it was a, it, it was a JP, justice of the peace. There was no big wedding. So. Oh, okay. Okay. But why did you, wait, but what happened six months later that you decide you don't want to be married anymore? Did someone cheat? What happened? She cheated on me. Oh, okay. And That's it, interesting. And it actually kind of it turned me on, the whole hot wife thing. Uh-huh. But she was into it more. She wanted to divorce him and marry him. Wow. So. I mean, what, was she banging well, this guy the whole time, six months? She's ready to leave no, you, Fasono? No, it just started like the last two months of our marriage. How did you find out? To a mutual friend that told me about it, and I confronted her, and she admitted to it. Okay, so now you move on to this wife, or do you and have some I, guys well, in between? In between is when things got wild. Okay. So in between, I start checking out swingers websites because the internet was getting big then, and you could they had swingers websites, and I found a couple local clubs here in town that were swingers clubs and. I hooked up with a couple for was a bisexual deal. It was known to be that's going into it. It was going to be a bisexual threesome. So I met them at a hotel room and had a bisexual threesome with them. And still, I had never been penetrated by a male at this time. I was wanting to, but it just never happened. We right. just did oral. And his wife did me with the strap on, which I pegged me, which I really loved. I just something about that the whole scenario was a turn on for me and we met up a couple times i think two or three and then she had some health issues so they kind of bowed out of hooking up anymore so i went back on the website and found another couple who were into bisexual and i met them at a bar we went dancing had some drinks and they had some friends there 
that were there at the bar with them. And then un- unknown to me, there was a plan for all of them to go back to their house and have a party. So I'm like, okay, more the merrier. So we go back to his house. He's got a hot tub. And next thing I know, people are getting undressed and getting in the hot tub. And they had done this before with these people. So they were all, as soon as they walked the door, clothes started coming off. There was no... It's like a swingers party. Yeah, it was definitely a swingers party, and everybody knew it was a swingers party. And we messed around, or I messed around with some of the people, the other people that were there. I found out one of my favorite things to do is being a 69 with a woman while she's getting fucked. And I can lick on the cock, or he can pull the cock out and dip it in my mouth and go back into her. That's a great position. And then we paired off, the, two, the couple that I met, we paired off to their bedroom and proceeded with Oral on each other and his wife. And that was the first night that I was penetrated by a real cock, so that I lost my virginity. How was it? That night. It was good. Up until this point, I had been, I had my own toys to, to fuck myself with, so I was, it was, didn't hurt because I was used to it. Right. But I, I just never had a real one. And it definitely was, it was good. I liked it. liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Mm-hmm. Better than the toys, right? Right. Better than the toys. Yeah. A lot of guys are intimidated by toys, you know, sometimes with their girl. And it's, listen, it doesn't matter how fucking big and great a toy is. Nothing's like the real thing, the warmth, the feeling. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's The real thing For is sure. always going to be better. Yep. For sure. And then the party with them, and then they moved out of town, so that killed that hookup. And then I went to a local swingers club and met a couple there, and we went to the back room and had a threesome, but they were straight. There was nothing. It was just plain, just a threesome, no by-action. Yeah, a lot of times the by-action's not happening inside the club because there's a big stigma around. Unfortunately, there was a big stigma. Yeah, yeah. look at you go to the swingers party on the DL and you're fucking that that guy's fucking you in the ass. You know what I mean? But no one's supposed to know about it. And then after that, I met a gentleman on the swingers website and he had a penthouse here in town at one of the the high-rise buildings that was basically a sex pad. And he would organize uh, male get-togethers, Sometimes it would be female and male, and he'd have these big sex parties at his place. Oh, wow, but penthouse. he was the bi guy. Yeah, he was bi. Mm-hmm. And I'd been over there numerous times for all-male action. Sometimes there would be one female, and it'd be a gangbang, and it would be no bi action. It was always kind of a mix, but it was always some kind of a... Let me ask you this. When he invited you, did he tell you what the theme of the party was or did it just like sort of happen and to turn into a gangbang or did he, would he email you and be like, hey, having a gangbang Thursday night? Yeah, he'd, he'd call me and, and tell me that, hey, this is what's going on. You want to are you interested? You want to come or not? Can, can you make it? And that was it. But you knew the gist. You knew if it was going to yeah, be an yeah. all guy thing or a girl was going to be there or whatever. Yeah, I knew the theme of the party and what the plan was. Yeah, yeah, and, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he laid it all out if it was supposed to be a gangbang or if it was going to be multiple women and, and men or if it was going to it was all laid out beforehand. So we knew what was going I was going into. Can you believe this shit is going down in like apartment buildings? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just it always never ceases to amaze me that there's like an apartment in probably every city, more than one apartment where somebody's like hooking up sex parties where like all kinds of married men are showing up and fucking each other. You know what I mean? It was funny. The door, the doorman or the, the security yeah. guard down at the bottom floor. Yeah. Go in, you're telling me going to such and such apartment number and he just kind of smiled and said, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the stories that door guy could tell about how many people went up to this apartment and 
there would there would be a lot of people going up, so he would know what was going on. If it was <laughs> if ten guys went up to this apartment all at the same time and then left, and then if it was five female and five guys, he knew what was going on. Yeah, they have nothing better to do than to analyze what this what's going on. I have a booty call that comes over every now and then to bang me, and I always feel like, oh my god, my doorman knows exactly what's going on because we're not dating each other he comes over does his business and leaves it's like short-term things and i always think oh what would lie would i tell my doorman and i think like maybe i could tell him it's my accountant and he comes over to do my books i don't know i just think of crazy things (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyways tell me about like the guy parties would it be like what i said like a bunch of married guys there it was a kind of a mix, and a lot of times I didn't know. I didn't ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I get it. it. Was, yeah. Well, I just wonder was, if you um, see wedding rings or indents from the wedding rings. You know? I've seen a few, yeah. and I've seen a few without. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was. He didn't have. He didn't care if, if you were down to play. He was. He would invite you. Yeah, I think most guys roll that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially by guys, because I'm sorry, but in that pool of people, a lot of guys are doing it undercover. Yeah, everything was on the down low. I had to be, discretion was at the the utmost importance. Of course. I mean, if you're going to exclude married guys, no one's going to show up. Right. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, a big, that's a big part of the group of my people is married guys. Yeah, totally. So what? So is yeah. that where you'd have all these MMMs <laughs> that you talked about? Yeah, that's where I had all the MMMs that were. So I think the most there ever was at one party was 15 guys. Wow. And would you get gangbanged? What did you do at those parties? What went down? There was a couple times that I was gangbanged by three or four guys. Wow. And at times that I, I'm a versatile, so I can do a top or a bottom, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And there's times that I was involved in the top or started as a top and ended the night as a bottom. Yeah. So opened everything. He was probably always happy to get you to say yes to a party because he knew you were like one of the guys that would be a top or a bottom. Because I think it's sometimes it's hard to find tops and bottoms when you want you need a mix, right? Because you can't right. just yeah, have a, a party full of bottoms. No one's going to get fucked. What are you going to do? Yeah. And just about, I'd say 90% of the ad for buy action are male bottoms. Exactly. That's why you're like a great guy to have in your Rolodex for that guy. I'm sure right. he loved when you said yes. Yeah, he invited me a lot. Yeah, of course. Lots of parties. <laughs> At the same time that I'm doing this, I meet my current wife. And we're dating. And I'm doing this on the side. Well, then I move in with her, so that kind of shuts the whole male parties at his place off because I can't get time away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did have one or two parties with them after that were during the middle of the day that I was able to go to. Uh And then I completely quit going after that and ended up marrying my current wife. If you had to do Kinsey scale and put a percentage of the part of you that's interested in checks and the percentage of you that's interested in dudes, like what would it be? Would it be 50-50, 60-40? Like where would you put yourself on that scale? It would probably be probably 65, 35. 65 women or 65 men? Yeah, 65 women. I love women. Okay, okay, cool. I love women. I love female I love being in a relationship with women. Yeah. When it comes to males, I just want the sex. I right. Yeah. Not interested in the relationship. 
I just want the sex. Yeah, totally. So you meet your wife and you're totally into yeah. her and you give up guys yeah. now while in during that time, right? In the beginning, yes. Okay. I give up guys. We get married and the sex is good. And it slowly the sex slowly starts to taper off. She's a little older than I am, so she's going through the cycle where she's you know, going through menopause and she just doesn't want to have sex. Doesn't it's not interested in sex at all. How old was she when that happened? She was about fifty three. So th- so your second wife came very later in your life. How old were you? When I married her, I was thirty five. Oh, so you were into older chicks. Like old you No, were... she was she was seven years older than me. Oh, okay. So when you're thirty five, she's forty in her early forties. So at that time yeah. she's probably great, good to go, loving sex, because right. that's the last right. hurrah for a woman. But over the next seven years, it starts to go downhill because she turns 50. Okay, that makes sense. And now sex is going out the window. But you were monogamous with her all the time in the beginning? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then she's not interested in sex, so I start seeking out some sex with men. And I had one guy that I met, a black guy that was very well endowed, Mm -hmm. that before COVID, that he would come over about once a week and just pound the shit out of me. Oh my God. In your house? Where's your wife? She's at work. I, I can listen to this shit girls. Okay. This is what <laughs> or even guys, people bringing their cheating partners into their own house and fucking them when their partners are out. I mean, you just, that's really bad. Oh my gosh. Naughty. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't do it in a car and I couldn't do it at his house. So I mean, I guess we could have got a hotel or a motel, but it was just more convenient <laughs> to do it at my house. Oh my God. Can I ask you though, as a guy who was like always sort of monogamous, it sounds like you could do that. It was the sex went out the window. So you had to go seek it elsewhere. In the beginning, when you started seeing this guy, did you ever feel any kind of guilt? Cause you had never really cheated before. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, there was some, yes. Okay. One of the things I didn't mention is in the beginning with my wife is that she would, every once in a while, she would peg me. Oh, so okay. Would, so you were open keep... about that with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, yeah, it was it was only like once or twice a year. It wasn't very often. Okay, but she would. Do you get turned on by what you hear? I know I do. And that's why I love Dipsy Stories. Dipsy Stories is an app full of hundreds of short sexy audio stories. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you. Whether you want straight stories or queer stories, threesomes or moresome stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. They have hundreds of stories to choose from and they're they're constantly releasing new content, okay? So there is always something new to explore. They also have sleep stories, wellness sessions, and written stories if you want to read something hot. And they also have my favorite feature, their jump to the action button. So if you're really horny and you want to get right to it, you just press a button and it's going to take you right to where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go get Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P 
seastories.com slash strictly anon. Dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. Go there now to get 30 days of free access or just go to the description and click on the link. But she would, and she would want to know if, if I, she asked me if I've ever been with guys, and I said no, because I just didn't want the, because she's kind of homophobic. Yeah, you didn't want the 10,000 questions after. People just don't want confrontation, and they don't want to have conversations about anything, so it's just easier to lie, okay? That's just, unfortunately, the way people roll. It's human nature. Right. Yeah. And then when she got, where she didn't want to have sex anymore, I lost the pegging, I lost right. any kind of any kind of stimulation at all. Mm-hmm. So I seeked out men to go have fun with. One last question before we get into keep going with the story. Did you, through that time while the sex was going out, did you have conversations with your wife about it? Did you guys try and work on it? Did you guys communicate about the fact that there was no sex and she was going through her changes? Or did you guys just not talk about it? It, we talked about it a little bit, and mm-hmm. I mentioned to her about maybe seeing and get about getting on some hormone Horm- replacement yeah. therapy. Yeah, and she told me she went and saw a gynecologist, and they said that that she couldn't take him or she wasn't a candidate for it or something. Yeah, that's sad because half of these doctors, I don't know why people believe their doctors so much. I mean, listen, I yeah. love medicine and I think doctors are brilliant and great. And I, like I said, I'm not anti-medicine or the stuff that they could do is amazing. But a lot of times your doctor, like, I mean, when was the last time they went to school? Okay. Like when they graduated 30 years ago, half of them don't right. know anything anymore. And you believe your doctor, but you then need to go do your own research. Okay. I don't know why people just take their word as it a final story. Yeah. I don't know. Don't always just listen to your doctor go get the information yourself get another opinion and go to somebody that's like current and up with the fucking times not to your family doctor that hasn't studied medicine in 30 years 40 years they don't know anything especially somebody that's not doesn't specialize in hormone replacement therapy you're talking to a gynecologist and your family doctor no and that's a sad thing for women i'm going to tell you and i'm going to do a whole thing on hrt i've been on it myself i have a place that i've been using i wanted to just make sure that they're fucking legit and they're really good before i promote the shit out of them you know i want i needed to make sure i'm not pitching garbage to my audience i'm taking it for the team and investigating first but it's coming out soon because they're great But I have to tell you that, unfortunately for women, okay, when they get to menopause, there are no doctors in network that could help them. Any specialist in any kind of distance from you that you could drive to, if there is one, if you're lucky enough to be close to a city where you have a menopause specialist that can help you, they will be raping you for your money, okay? They will not take your insurance. Your regular gynecologist delivers babies. They know nothing about older women and they're not gonna fucking help you. So you need to go outside of that. And like I said, these doctors that specialize in menopause are all out of pocket so now they have telemedicine and that's what I'm here to tell people about but let's move on with your story so you talk to her and she's not going to go on hormones unfortunately she's got the typical doctor so you decide to start seeing guys you had that guy are you like a, into size I mean is that important to you um yeah I, I mean the girth okay um, hmm. the biggest I've ever had is about nine inches oh my and- god and that was, I felt it the next day. I was hurting. <laughs> I'm so, well, you, I mean, you had gangbangs. You had a lot of guys at a time, one time before. 
Yeah. So someone must have been really big to make you hurt the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was the length that was the hard part. Girth was okay. It was the length. Yeah, length is hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now that guy, though, that you're seeing, the BBC, he's coming over your house, and that's the first guy that you start seeing behind your waist back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then COVID hits, and she starts working from home. Uh-oh. So that kind of put the kibosh on all that, killed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So actually during the middle of COVID, I started seeking out a femdom. Oh, this comes in the pro-dom. Okay, okay. Yeah. And found one local, did the communication back and forth, worked out all the details, and made, set an appointment and went and seen her for a three-hour session. Three hours? three hours wow did she have a limit that you had to book out that time yeah it was usually two or three hours right okay it's not like you're like oh you know maybe you would have been happy with one hour if you could have got it but like she was like you have to do at least this amount of time because three hours is a long time to commit to the first time you meet her there's a lot of preliminary things that have to be worked out safe words what you like what you don't like oh so you're actually not actually diving in into the play for three hours right okay that right. makes sense that's interesting so right. that three that first session's three hours but you're really like d- discussing everything and creating the scenarios that are going to go down yeah for the first hour maybe hour and a half depends on what you want to do yeah for the first session that's kind of what happens and then you move into actual play mm-hmm. interesting okay and she pegs me she's got all the Basically, all the dungeon tools, the uh, cross, whipping bench, it's got it all. Yeah. And it's a full, basically a house that's turned into a dungeon. And it's used just for that. So I go and she pegs me, light spanking, because I can't have, can't have any marks, some chastity devices. And I was just in love. I just was head over heels with the BDSM and the sub life. Because you never just, had that before. This was new for you. It's the first time I'd ever done that to that extreme. I mean, I didn't peg and tied up, but nothing like this. This was this was intense. So I go back after the first time. I quickly go back for another visit. And then I get into that subspace because it's a full three-hour session. Yeah. And it was just blew my mind. I was just incredible. Now explain to people what subspaces that haven't experienced it or don't know. A, yeah. You get to a point where nothing around you matters but pleasing your dom and you're just like I don't know, it's just it's just a It's like a state of being, right? Yeah, a state of being. It's just mm-hmm. you're just completely forget about who you are, you're just that sub at that time. And that subspace. Yeah. And it's yep. not like you could, do you need, do people need like a pro dom or a dom to get into that space? Like, I think to somebody that's just a professional or has done it and knows how to do it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, first of all, just the scenario, the scene, what's around you, the whole layout of what's around you get you in that subspace. Just being in a plain vanilla bedroom, it's kind of hard to get in the subspace. Right. So it's you're really sub like you're really submersed in 
like that scene is so realistic. I mean, you're going into this dungeon. She's playing a role. You have it all set up. So it's really right. like you need all of that to get to that place because it's not just like a horny turn-on place that regular people could get to. Like you said, this is like something beyond that. Subspe- right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just envelops your whole mind and all your thoughts are just focused on that particular moment yeah and i think unless you're into bdsm and have been in subspace you probably have no clue what that is right and it's amazing oh yeah it's intense so then the third time i go back and see her i ask her if she can bring in uh mail oh what she calls a she calls it a stunt cock (laughs) not a dom yeah i'm sure it's one of it's one of her other subs or something that yeah she invited I think he's been on my show. <laughs> no, I'm really serious. I've had a guy who had this exact scenario, but it's like opposite. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's been yeah. on and I've talked now to the both of you. <laughs> and we do the kind of a role play of the force by thing mm-hmm. where she forced me to suck on his cock. And that's all it was with him was just oral. Yeah. But how was that yeah. experience for you? It was, I liked it. It was intense being being spit roasted there she was behind me and he was i was sucking his cock oh she's pegging you while you're doing that yeah oh wow okay Mm -hmm. yeah and she's good at pegging and she's got a larger sort of toys i could imagine is she hot yeah she's very hot okay and he came in my mouth to finish him off and she pegged me till I had a prostate orgasm, which was the first one I'd ever had. And it was, I, I still, it left me speechless for about 15 minutes. <laughs> I had a guy on just recently. I don't know if you listened to his episode, John, and I was like, you got to do the PSA for pegging because a lot of guys out there don't understand that there is a different kind of orgasm that exists and if you've never done any kind of anal play you don't know about it but those prostate orgasms are like out of this world he was saying he squirted from it they're intense i mean they they start deep in your core and they just go to all your including your fingertips and toes and that was the first time even after all this sex you've had with guys and everything it was only with her that you had it's first interesting So that's kind of like a drug that you, you chase from then on. Right. And I haven't been able to do it by myself. And I'm going back to see her again here in a couple of weeks. And we set it up where she's bringing in a trans female that is just drop dead gorgeous and got a very large cock. And we're going to see if we can do a prostate orgasm again. Wow. So now did you bring up the trans thing? Was that something that was like on your bucket list or did she suggest that? Actually, the last time I was at her her dungeon, she had some trans on the TV that was playing. It was like a transsexual porno. Yeah. And when I first got there and I was watching it and I said, you know, how pretty this one woman is. And she says, I got a friend. Let me show show her to you. So she showed me some pictures of her and I says, I'd like to have that. She says, I can set it up. 
she might be a very smart businesswoman. Like she might have put that trans porn on. She knew exactly what she wanted to get you to do. So she went backwards and got you to ask her for exactly what she wanted you to ask her for. By you know what I mean? Yeah, she worked me. She played me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's okay because you were into it and are into it. Yep. Listen, some trans women, a lot of trans women are fucking hot. One of the one of the most erotic sights that I've seen is a female wearing a strap-on. So, I mean, this is just yeah, a female with the real dick. Right. So it's going to be, like we said before, like it's always going to be better than a toy, right? So this right. is going to be that girl pegging you, but with a real cock, and it's going to be warmer and more real feeling. So how are you right. not going to love it? I think i'll love it <laughs> <laughs> now do, are you still on like apps and stuff looking for guys separately or are you now just like into the whole bdsm thing i'm looking for guys when i have a chance or when i look at the apps and some of the double list ads and i tried to hook up with a few people it never has worked out timing wise or it just hasn't worked out but i'm still looking how long has it been since you and your wife have had sex three years Three years. Has she blown you or pegged you in those three years or anything? Nothing. So in three years, what kind of like physical contact have you guys had, if any? Yeah, we've kissed, we've cuddled, we've basically made out, but nothing really beyond that. No blowjob? She won't even blow you? No, no, she's just not interested. But does she knows you are? This is where there's a problem with men and women when it hits this place, where there's a sexless marriage. In the beginning of that time, it's really important to try to solve that problem and figure out some way to make it work for both people. You know what I mean? Both people, because you're both dealing with different things i'm not just on your side and she should just fuck you or whatever i understand what she's going through too you know what i mean but there's got to be some kind of compromise because when a woman does hit menopause if you don't tend to that problem the more she doesn't do it and the more she's not interested the more she's not going to want to do it and the more she's not going to be interested and then Three years, 10 years, 15 years goes by and it's never going to change. So the, right. the thing to do is in the beginning to really try and figure something out. Because what do you say now? It's been three years. She hasn't done anything. Zero. You've allowed her to not do anything. You've been getting it elsewhere. So what are you going to say? Hey, I really want a blowjob once a month at least. Can we try and work on it? No, you've kind of figured out how to do it over there. So what happens to your marriage? Good question. I've thought about that a lot the last year as far as is it something I want to stay in or do do we need to move on? Do you have kids with her? No. Okay. Do you have kids with your, do you have no kids? So you guys don't have, does she have kids that you like raised or anything? Yes. Yes. Okay. And you're close with them? Yeah. Okay. Listen, it's not as easy. It's not like you're 17, you're breaking up with someone you dated for a couple of years. You know, when you are married and you live in a house together, like I I get that it's just hard to walk away. And listen, it's like uh, the big problem in these kinds of relationships and sexless marriages is three years went by and you guys haven't had any conversations about it. You haven't even tried to make it work. We've had conversations about it. Yeah. But it was just discussing about hormone replacement therapy and that kind of got shut down well that was one conversation but i mean in three years have you told her like listen i 
need to have some sort of physical contact with you like how could we make this work like where does she think you're getting laid like I always it always blows my mind what do these women think is happening I'm a part of some Facebook groups online and I see the shit that these women say like I can never fuck my husband in 10 years what do you think your husband's doing oh my god like eventually even the most monogamous guy is gonna cheat and I'm not saying it's right I feel for the woman too but these things have to be tended to and talked about and figure yeah, something right. out because does she wonder do you think she wonders where you're getting sex from because does she actually believe that a man would be happy with zero sex for three years listen to me women no man is going to be able to have zero sex for three years or more sorry <laughs> sorry not gonna happen it's a conversation that that we need to i guess work on more I did tell her about six months ago that we probably should go get some counseling. Yes. Yeah, you need but to start. Yeah, uh-huh. But that kind of, that was just talk that never went anywhere. Well, listen, the problem with these kinds of situations is when you do start cheating, like you, you decided to solve the problem by getting it elsewhere, right? Then you're less likely to try and fix the original problem, which is your sexless marriage. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah, because I'm, I'm getting satisfied somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, so. so you don't have what's in it for you to fix it. You don't have to. It's a lot easier to just go over there, which I get. Yeah. But you also have a whole other thing going on, which is that you are into guys and you, that's a 35 percent of you that does exist even if your wife was fucking you all the time do you think that 10 years from now you could only be with women and never be with men ever again if she was banging you all the time anyway maybe but um if she was taking me all the time it, then you would be able to get your fill right yeah i could get my fill Okay, well, then the, then what you have here is like a sexless marriage that you should try to work on. I don't know. It's hard. It's a common thing, and that's why I'm focusing on it, yeah, too. I mean, yeah. you have a really good story with all this other salacious shit, and we'll get some more stories before we end. But I just think that this is a, a part of the conversation that a lot of people will, rela will relate to because— um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's very common, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's sad, and I just think yeah. that a lot of times certain people could just live in denial. You're living in, oh, I'm just cheating, and I just, like I said, you solve the problem by just getting it elsewhere. She's obviously living in de denial, or she'd be asking you every day, oh, my God, like, who did Where you, you fuck? Yeah, because, right. I mean, what right. does she think? Does she ever ask you if you're jerk no. off or anything? Like, never, like, well, she just... she knows that I jerk off, and I have some sex toys down that she knows about. Right, okay. So she just thinks so that. She just figured I'd take care of myself and I'm okay. Have you ever in the three years like asked her to peg you one night and said, hey, listen, it's my birthday, it's Christmas? <laughs> the In 2020, yeah. for my birthday, right when COVID hit, we were stuck at the house. And yeah. I told her this is what I wanted for my birthday. Yeah. And, and I told her like a month before, so it wasn't like I just sprung it on her. Yeah. And I said, this is what I'd like, and can we make it happen? And she, they came, and she said, nope, she wasn't interested. Well, what did she say a month before? Did she say okay? She, she said that she read it, because I wrote everything down, and she read it, and she, said, she just kind of said, well, maybe, we'll see. Wow, and, we, and you went through the whole thing of writing it down for her and really explaining exactly what you wanted for your birthday? I mean, yep. that's pretty great for a guy to do. 
I thought it was, and I, it wasn't like I sprang it on her the night before That's what I that mean. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't just like chasing after her the day of saying, peg me, it's my birthday. Yeah. I mean, you and you put it in writing. I mean, that's very thoughtful, and it really shows that it's something that was really important to you. And it's sad that when we're in relationships for a really long time that we just, everybody just takes people for granted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you were her boyfriend and you did that, she'd be getting her strap on ready and she would have pegged you the whole week for her birthday because you want to keep that guy. But it's so sad that and it's men and women that when they land yeah. somebody and they have them, they're like, ah, oh, I got him. I don't really have to work that hard. I don't what I don't yeah. even doesn't matter that he wants it for his birthday. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> and that left a, I guess that left a bitter taste in my mouth or it just kind of left me. And since then, other than bringing up the HRT deal, it's just kind of been, hadn't been talked about. Yeah. And I, I, I bet you anything that bitter taste allows you to cheat and feel less guilty about it. Unfortunately, I'm not saying that's right, but yeah. that's the way yeah. people roll. Right. That's what starts yeah. to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I basically, I went to her and asked her, this is what I need. And she wouldn't do it for me. So I went and found it somewhere else. Yeah. So listen, you need to push with her to get into counseling and stuff. I'm doing a really great HRT episode with my the people I'm working with and they happen to be a telemedicine place that anyone can go to. And they happen to be very cost efficient like the cost is really great because they see so many people they're a well-oiled machine and it's just a great thing for women now so maybe you bring that up to her don't let her listen to it because you don't want her to find your episode okay because your episode's right. gonna air before then <laughs> right she's gonna hear her story and because she knows you like to be pegged she might should be able to pick you out of the bunch but uh, maybe you bring that up to her, but you have to keep having conversations and try to fix that. Because you did say that you have been thinking like maybe the last year, maybe you would leave her. I think, listen, I think COVID, one of the good things that COVID brought out in people, I think, is that it made people think, oh, my God, I got to live my life. Do you know what I mean? Like after it was oh, yeah. shut down and yeah. you couldn't have a life, once you got it back, it's like, oh, uh, you know what? I got to take advantage of this. So I think a lot of people made decisions that maybe they would have never made before when everything was like Groundhog Day. It really shook shit up. And so here you are thinking maybe you would leave your wife because of what's happening. Yeah, I mean, the thoughts have crossed my mind, but, you know, I don't want to. I hope things can get turned around or at least somewhat better. Well, I think that for the fact that you said that, listen, you're not a guy that would be seeing guys behind her back regardless, and you had to. You are a guy that is not a cheater by nature, really, right? You could be right. monogamous. You do like things in your ass. You're willing to just take her pegging you. That would be enough for you. So you owe it to your wife and to yourself to try to make that work with her i don't think you've had enough conversations i don't think you've been on the sexlessness of your marriage enough i think you have to stay on it and continue to work on that and try to figure out a solution leaving her is the last on your list right you don't want to i mean do you guys have a great relationship in every other sense yeah yeah uh, yeah we have a great relationship it's just a topic that never gets talked about well, listen, we have 10 more minutes. Let's go back to the guys. Okay, you don't see any women behind her back, right? Bes well, you do no. kind of see the pro-dom, but she's not really... Yeah, yeah, one thing with the pro-dom is there's no... I don't touch her in any sexual way. It's hands-off, 
she pegs me, but I don't steal her tits. I don't lick her pussy. I don't do anything like that. And that's uh, because that's how she rolls, or is that how you roll, or is that just the way that's, it's set up? That's the way it's set up. That's the way she rolls. She's there to, to perform a service, and she's not a prostitute. She's not a hooker. Yeah, you know. I get it. But so. let me ask you this, because you're not getting women sex from women and you're 65% interested in women. Have you been looking for women to see as well? Or are you always just looking online for guys? I've looked for a bi couple here and there, but I right. ne- never have tried to hook up with one, but I've looked through the ads for a bi couple. And where are the places that you use the most to find people? What are the apps and a- websites you use? AFF or Double List. That's the only two. And you've had some success there, at least for meeting the guys, right? Yeah, for meeting the guys, I've met one one guy off of there. That's the black guy. Yeah. So you don't you can't see him anymore. I mean, after COVID came and went, did your wife ever go back to work, or did she stay from working home? She stayed from working at home, and we've tried to hook up since then, but we just couldn't make our timing work. He used to work nights, so he had days off, so it made it easier. But now he works during the day. And it's just, we haven't been able to hook up. Right. And what about that guy that, you know, I mean, was it just so long ago with the guy with the in the penthouse apartment? Or did you move away from there? Do you know if that guy still exists? Yeah, I contacted him about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And we hooked up. Him and I just hooked up one time. Oh, interesting. Okay. And he'd gotten married he, before he had a girlfriend. And then he'd married her. So he was kind of, he let, he sold the penthouse, the sex pad. <laughs> and he was kind of doing the monogamy thing. He was getting older. He was an older guy. He was now he's probably in his seventies. Oh, so back then he was yeah. even a little bit older on the older side, right? Yeah. So he yeah. just settled down. Yeah. That first time that you were with him, was that the first time you had sex with him, or did you used to do him at his parties? Yeah, he was involved in the parties. He yeah. was involved in all the sex. Did that girlfriend he that was, he have no? Yeah, I'd actually. Uh, I had a threesome with him at the <laughs> house, at the part at the sex pad. He was just into oral. He didn't top her and he didn't bottom. He was just into oral. So, question about your brother: Are you close with your brother? That brother that you had that thing happen with when you were younger? He passed away a long time ago. Oh really? So, how, how old yeah. was he when he passed away? He was twenty-two. You're kidding! What happened to him? In a car accident. Oh, my God. That's devastating. Were you close to him before? Were you guys close? We were just not. We were just brothers. I mean, it wasn't any tight bond relationship. I was closer to my brother older than him. Mm-hmm. My, my oldest brother. Yeah. Then my brother right older than me. We were, and I think it was had a lot to do with what we were into as far as sports or hobbies. Right. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My older brother was into sports and I was into sports. My brother molested me. He wasn't. He was just kind of a nerd bookworm right now did you ever tell your older brother about what happened or did anyone ever find out what happened or is that just something that you've never really told anyone about well my mom caught us oh your mother caught you what did she do she just she didn't say much to me she told me to go to bed and she talked to my brother and then it was kind of never talked about again my family was very religious growing up so it was kind of like 
Yeah, yeah, I get the mentality. It's just denial. I mean, your mother, the last thing she wants to do is see that shit. You know what I mean? As quick right. as she could get that out of her mind and forget about is... is yeah, you know. she wanted to just hush it and of sweep course. it on the road like it never happened. Yeah, yeah. of course. That's our ge- that whole generation. You know what I mean? That's just what they did. So I get and it. The, and the religious, hardcore religious, just it makes you want to act out. Totally. You know? I said, oh, my God, that episode that I talked about before with John, I don't know if you've listened to it yet. Yeah, I, I listened to him. Did you hear my whole thing at the end about religious? Yep. Oh, my God, yes. I just went off. <laughs> I was like, uh, you tell me I can't do it, then I'm going to do it. But that's what happens. That's why they're the yep. freaks. That's why, like, in all these states where there's, like, lots of churches, there's lots of porn stores, too, right? For every... the, the, pre- the preacher's daughter is usually the funnest one. Yeah, that was me. that's why i'm like my son's gonna be the opposite because i'm no preacher's daughter i'm like i have a sex podcast like this is gonna be fine he's gonna not be like that at all so yeah what you resist persists it's definitely a thing and that's unfortunately why when your wife stopped pegging you you're going and finding it elsewhere because how long could you push that side down you know what i mean right So listen, work on your marriage. Help her get out of the rut that she's in because she will never be able to get out of it herself. Because what happens with menopause is she does not have the desire and she never will unless you help her find it again. She won't even think about it because she doesn't... Of course not. No. I mean, listen, you have to think about nature, right? It's all nature. And when we used to die when we were 60 years old, it's no big deal if a woman goes through menopause at 50. But now people are living really long lives. I mean, so these hormone replacement therapy and all these things that exist to help women stay attached to that is a are good things because what are you supposed to do especially well, the I'm, fact that a guy is still horny that's why you see a lot of middle-aged men get divorced and marry a younger girl or hook up with the of course. You know, start, start dating a younger girl of course because they're yep. still good to go and that's nature yep. too your sperm yeah, can that's... still make a baby and that's the problem and that's where medicine is great because it does come in and has solved the problem and listen men that are losing their erections when they're older too because they lose hormones and men have hormone issues that they deal with eventually too yeah. but there's uh you know viagra and so uh right. women need to better be better educated about hormones and stuff i'm gonna have that episode make sure you fucking listen to it thank you so much for, for sure. calling in and sharing your story it's super interesting thank brent thanks so much it was fun yeah All listen right. if you want to send in any pics i don't know your pro dom pics if you want because I, you i did post a i did post a video on discord oh you went onto my discord are you a patreon member yeah. Oh, okay. So make sure, listen, I was going to tell you, you get in for there for calling in. Make sure when your episode comes up, it's going to be up very soon, okay? Because it's a great episode. Make sure to go in there and say, hey, I'm Brent, and th- my episode just aired, and p- post, you could do whatever you want in Discord. That's the good thing about Discord. I wouldn't post okay. a video of you there but you could do that that's where how discord is different so make sure when your thing airs i'll email you though and let you know what i mean okay and then you go in and say hey i'm brent and people will talk to you but thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story brent and thanks for being a patreon member thanks you're welcome okay bye bye everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode if you want to follow the show follow me at strict anonymous on instagram or twitter that's at strict anonymous If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube 
as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.